Hello there, I'm Mike Randon and welcome to the Ansan Greeners podcast. Now we've been away for a little while and in the meantime Ansan season has gone somewhat if not a lot off the rails. We'll be talking about that in the second segment today where I'll be joined by Kyle Gobbler and David Spears. But in this first segment I'll be interviewing an Ansan legend. Now as a bit of a clue this interview will be done in Spanish with English translation and of course I made the call to Uruguay. So that's a little hint about what's coming up next. Okay, today I am privileged to be joined by an Ansan Greeners legend who played in the inaugural season in the K-League 2, scoring 15 goals in 31 appearances. Um, making him one of Ansan's, if not the most prolific striker in Ansan history. That goes all the way back to, of course, the different franchises in Ansan. He was also the first player in Ansan Colors to score a hat-trick in the 2018 FA Cup. It is, of course, Raul Tarragona. Raul, thanks for being here. How are you? Raul, ¿cómo estás? Muchas gracias por estar aquí. No, eh... Bien, bien. Eh, muchas very, gracias a ustedes por la, por la invitación. Very good. Thank you very much for your invitation. Great. Um, I should note that the other voice we can hear is uh, Liliano Di Matos, who is acting as a translator for Raúl during this interview. Uh, so, Liliana, how are you? Hi, I'm doing, doing great. Thanks. Great. <laughs> okay, so let's get started then. So Raul, you left Ansan at the end of the 2019 season. Can you tell us about your career since then? Eh, Raul, tú terminaste la, la, eh, la sesión en el 2019. Eh, ¿Qué es lo que has hecho desde ese momento? Eh, bien, he jugado aquí en Uruguay durante estos años. Eh, me ha ido bastante bien. He eh, logrado dos ascensos con dos diferentes equipos y la verdad feliz. Uh, I've been playing in Uruguay and I have become into two different one two different uh, teams and I have become um, the next uh, the two next goal team in here in Uruguay and he's very happy with me. Okay, that's good to hear. You've been kicking on since your time in Korea. So one thing that you know, we always ask our international players, how do you find football in Uruguay? How is it different to the way football is played in Korea? Eh, él quiere saber cómo se siente el fútbol aquí en Uruguay, diferente del fútbol que hay en Corea. Eh, el fútbol uruguayo qué sé yo, es bastante competitivo. Eh, para los pocos recursos que hay, se Se destaca por sacar muy buenos jugadores. The football here in Uruguay is very competitive and it takes a lot for to get uh, good players. Y en Corea, la verdad que hay, me, se destaca mucho el profesionalismo. In Korea, they have a lot of professionalism. Eh, me llevé una gran sorpresa por la calidad de, de jugadores que hay. In Korea. I was very surprised with the kind of uh, team players that they have in Korea. Que es una gran liga para jugar. It's a very nice league to play with. Mm. So, 
you were there at the beginning of Ansan Greeners as a new club. So how did you actually find out about Ansan? How did your transfer to the K-League happen? Uh, it was in 2017 playing in a, on a game here in Uruguay. It's called Rentistas. Eh, fue una temporada que me fue muy bien, eh, ocho goles en ocho partidos. He had a, a very good season. It was eight goals and eight. Um... Eh, me fue bastante bien y, y, se, y a final de temporada recibí unas cuantas propuestas y me llegó la de Ansan. At the end of the season, he had a lot of proposals and one of them was the one from Ansan. Eh, fue algo, bueno, medio, medio extraño porque nunca me había pasado algo de fútbol coreano. It was a little bit strange because he never thought to have an, a, a team from Korea calling him and giving him a proposal. Pero la verdad me gustó mucho el desafío y, y la verdad me, me, me llevé una gran sorpresa. He was very uh, thoughtful of them and he, he wanted it to go for it and you know, he was very surprised with it. Uh, okay, so what were your first impressions of Ansan as a club? ¿Cuál fue tu primera impresión de Ansan como un club? Y la verdad muy buena, en el sentido de que me recibieron muy bien. It was very good. I thought um, they really uh, was a uh, able to make me a part of their team. Eh, la verdad que entre la gente que trabaja para Ansan, eh, los fans, hasta los jugadores, me recibieron como uno más. Even the fans and all the other team players uh, received them as one of them. Eh, muy, muy feliz, la verdad, muy feliz en la estadía que estuve ahí. And very happy with the study of being there all the time that he was playing for them. Great. So, of course, you were prolific, have scored a lot of goals, especially in your first season. And I think we scored five braces and two goals a match in some quite exciting games. What do you think went well for you um, in Ansan? What clicked? What made it work? In all the things that you played for Ansan, what was the most that you played the team? The truth eh, los fans de Ansan, eh, la verdad que me dejaron muy sorprendido y estoy muy agradecido con ellos. The fans were a lot of uh, uh, ideas of, of him being proud of him. That was, that was, that was one of the parts that made him uh, go more for it. Eh, la verdad que hasta el día de hoy tengo obsequios que, que me han dado. Even until now, I still have gifts of y muchos se comunican conmigo, me mandan mensajes por redes sociales. A y ahora muy contentos. A lot of them uh, will send them messages through, um, you know, the, the, the media, uh, mm. either Facebook or, or the social medias. And that's uh, one of the things that keeps him very happy with the, with the team and all the uh, stuff that he has going on. 
while he was there. Right. I think a lot of Ansan fans really have very good memories, especially of that uh, opening season. Um, and we'd probably love to have you back right now, actually, given uh, given our goal scoring record um, this season. Muchos de los muchos de los fans que estuvieron contigo estaría muy orgulloso de volver a tenerte en el equipo de encantaría. He would really love to be there as well. <laughs> So a little bit about um, what it's like as, you know, um, you come to Korea, you're, I guess, not a Korean speaker. Um, how do you actually communicate with teammates? Um, and also, when you're actually playing on the pitch during a match, how do you manage to communicate during a game? In the time that you were there, that you couldn't communicate with them, because you didn't know the del partido mismo de fútbol. Eh, eh, al principio fue bastante complicado. It was very complicated at the beginning. Pero ya el juego y la calidad de compañeros que tenía se hizo todo muy fácil y no entendimos muy bien. While being there, all the comparison well, with the team players uh, made it easier for him to, to go through it and play all together as a team. Um, were there ever any situations where there may have been a miscommunication on the pitch, or is football just a natural uh, game? You know what to do. Hubo alguna vez que tuvo alguna complicación en alguno de los partidos, o era una cosa natural que salía y todos estaban como que compenetrados en el mismo esfuerzo para salir adelante. Y es fútbol. El fútbol a veces se basa en cosas complicadas y uno trata de revertirlo. It's like he's saying it's uh, soccer and sometimes it gets complicated situations but they all uh, try to rule for the same uh, thing and you know try to resolve it at the, at the spot. Pero cuando todos eh, tenemos un mismo objetivo todos tratamos de, de llevarlo a cabo para, para un triunfo. Para... When everybody has the same objective they try to for the goals and that's what the whole thing is all about. Right. So football itself is a language, I guess. <laughs> so football is directamente un Exactly. Right. So what was your best memory of your time, those two years with Ansan? ¿Cuáles fueron dos los mejores memorias de los dos años que tuviste en Ansan? Eh, la verdad, Corea es un país muy lindo para visitar, para vivir con mi familia, lo disfrutamos mucho. Korea es un lugar muy bonito para vivir con la familia y lo disfrutamos muy mucho. El profesionalismo, la clase de juego en el tema de fútbol, la verdad fue espectacular. Los problemas profesionales fueron muy espectaculares. Y con lo que más eh, me siento reflejado es con la, los fanáticos que que en todo momento siempre nos apoyaron. But the best thing that I had was the fans that were there um, ruling for us. So if you think about from your experience, um, what advice would you give for other players who are coming from another country into the K-League? What would you say they should look out for or what should they prepare for to, to move to the Korean League? 
en, en las personas que se vinieran de otras playoffs a jugar a, a Corea, ¿qué es lo que tú le dirías a ellos que hicieran? Que aprovechen la oportunidad. Make sure they take the advantage. Que Ansan es un gran equipo como para jugar y demostrar. Ansan es un muy buen equipo para jugar. Y que se preparen bien físicamente porque el fútbol coreano es muy competitivo. They have to be very prepared because the Korean soccer is very competitive. Let's just close out then and ask you a big question. Do you have any plans to come back to Korea and especially to come and watch Ansan play again? ¿Tenés algún momento una gana de volver a trabajar para Ansan o volver a ir a ver algún partido de fútbol en Ansan? Eh, la verdad me encantaría volver a, a disputar algún partido con Ansan. Sería un sueño volver. I really dream to go back and see another, uh, another game from Ansan. Y bueno, eh, acepto la invitación. And I do accept the invitation if that's so offered. <laughs> okay, we would love to see you at least back at the stadium, if not uh, back on the pitch for us. Me gustaría verte de vuelta ahí y si no es en el estadio, sino también jugando en la cancha. Sí, ojalá, a mí también, me encantaría. He would love to uh, have that too. <laughs> okay, we look forward to it. Okay, well, thanks for giving us your time for this interview, Raúl. Muchas gracias por darnos el tiempo para hacer esta entrevista. No, el agradecido soy yo por estos momentos recordarme. Bueno, le disfruté mucho. I'm very thankful for you guys remember me after all the time, and I really enjoy uh, being part of you guys. And um, also thank you, Liliana, for helping uh, translate for this interview. You're welcome. It's <laughs> been my pleasure. Okay, so thank you for, for taking this time, and uh, gracias. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Hello, I'm joined by Kyle Gobler and David Spears. How are you guys doing? Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Good evening from here in the States. How's uh, COVID treating everyone? Managed <laughs> to stay away so far, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So obviously, you know, before we even get into... Uh, I guess it's going to be a very melancholy uh, segment given Ansan's recent form. But, uh, Cal, you've been going to Atlanta United games, right? In the States. How's mm -hmm. that been? Um, full capacity for the last few months. And um, despite the fact that we handled, you know, COVID itself terribly here in the US, the vaccinations have been going really well. And basically, everyone in the US that wants to be vaccinated is vaccinated now. So life's somewhat back to normal, minus a couple spikes here and there. How's the stadium experience there? Are the checks to get in? The people wear masks or is it just like it was before? Um, most stadiums right now and a lot of venues are going to um, mask only or open air stadiums sometimes. It depends on every state or city. Um, right now, Atlanta just keeps opening the roof of the stadium so they can claim open air. Um, I'm wearing my mask even though I'm fully vaccinated. Um, some are going to, such as Seattle, I believe, is going to only vaccinated. Uh, you have to have proofs of vaccination to even enter. So a little bit across the spectrum. But I mean, 
mostly full stadium. So it's it's kind of fun again. Hmm. I also wonder how's that work with kids as well? If it's only vax only, does a kids exempt or is it going to be an adults only affair live sport in America? I've seen both. Um, like I said, that that wasn't that hasn't hit here in Atlanta yet. Um, nor do I know that it will. But um, I've seen a few that are over a certain age, um, over 18 vaccinated, I think. And then some are, you know, kids, whatever. So so obviously at the moment, um, you can't go to a K-League stadium. All stadiums are closed to fans and supporters at the moment. So I'm wondering if we'll be able to get in at all this year into the K-League, given that the severity of the virus is much lower um, in, in Korea. It seems funny to me that... 40,000 capacity stadium, which only gets about five to a hundred to a thousand people during this pandemic is, uh, is, is uh, considered unsafe considering some of the other things. But it'd be interesting to see uh, how Korea responds and whether or not we'll be able to uh, at least get to some of those matches before the end of the season. Um, so let's just get into this then with, uh, with, with Ansan. So, you know, Early in the season, especially the f- around the first third of the season, I might say, Ansan were actually looking like they may have a, a stake in the playoff places. But when we go, starting with that 2-0 defeat down in Guangyang um, against Jonnam in uh, mid-May, since then, with that defeat, Ansan have gone on to um, lose about, what, eight or nine more matches, um, draw another half dozen and only get two wins in that entire period. I mean, what's gone wrong for the Green Wolves? Um, part of it probably points to the fact that we struggle to score. Um, we don't always concede a huge amount, but I mean, I'm not sure off the top of my head of our goals for game averages, but it's frustratingly low. Um, I'm not sure of a solution to that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's just the case that Ansan um, really struggle to create goal-scoring chances. Um, it's just like it's not happening for them. Everything they're getting seems to be just through uh, set pieces, penalties. There's just uh, very few goals coming from open play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's kind of telling. I think we've Ansan have won 10 penalties this season, um, converted just seven of them, actually. Although um, I think we can, as now he almost got his first goal, a well-taken penalty, but um, it was, he was forced to retake it and then skied it, unfortunately. So, yeah, because yeah, I was actually, I was looking at this and I was like, okay, Ansan can't, you know, Ansan is struggling to score, but then you're like, we've got the third highest goal scorer in the league in Kim Leondo. But then, as you, as you just pointed out, when you actually get behind that, um, four of those goals, or half his goals have come from the penalty spot. And um, yeah, in a, in addition to that, um, you know, he scored he scored the first ever league hat trick at least um, for for an Ansan club. Um, I think that's in Ansan history, even with the Hallelujah and Please franchises. I don't recall another hat trick in that in that time uh, in the league. I know Raul Tarragona, who's uh, in the first segment for the podcast, he scored the first ever um, hat trick, didn't he, against Suwon Day a long time ago in. Etc. But yeah, I think the point here is yeah, he scored. He managed to score a hat trick. Great, you know, looking like a good striker. But 
those three goals came in a 4-3 defeat to uh, to Buchan, which I think also highlighted some of the severity, again, of the statistics of Ansan. We've got, again, it's happened with two managers, the third season now, this goalkeeper rotation, but Isung Bin has played around two-thirds of the game this time. It's not the 50-50 split of the previous seasons. And um, I think it seems like he's tried to, the manager's trying to see if Kim Sonu can become the number one, but um, yeah, he was in goal for that 4-3 defeat. And some of those goals, like the free kick, which was a pass into the goal, and yeah, when the players, the Ansan players fell over in the box, <laughs> of tapping for Buchan, it's quite remarkable. Yet we have a goalkeeper who's, um, he's second in the league for the amount of saves per game. So, what do you think? Why is the manager persisting with this this rotation policy? Do you see any logic, or do you know of any other examples in global football where this is this happens? I I wondered if it was a contract thing, perhaps. Um, I have no idea in this specific case, but I have seen it elsewhere in Korea where they'll sometimes substitute a goalkeeper on in the last couple of minutes just so that he's got some playing time. And I wonder if it's to do with like they have to play a set number of games so they get their their playing bonuses. I, I have no idea in this specific case, but I wonder if it's maybe contract related and the, the the coach maybe just has no choice other than to play both keepers for a set amount of games every season. Because otherwise, I can't really think of a good reason for rotating goalkeepers like that. Yeah, I mean that that could be a possibility. That's a, a good good thought to throw in there. And, you know, a couple of those games, like you mentioned, that 4-3 loss to Buchan, that was one a few weeks back. I'm like, all right, we should get some points from that. It's the same thing with Asan. And you got to kind of wonder, would we have allowed four goals with Isung Bin in? I don't. And it's not, you know, a slight to the other keeper. But like you said, at least two of those goals were, were really tough to, to kind of watch. And I feel like he wasn't as sharp um, as I kind of would have expected with Eason been being in there and maybe we would have at least pulled back a point instead of dropping all three. Right. Um, yeah, there's just, there's a few results in there which um, do raise some, some questions. I know, again, I guess every club in, every club in the K-League can probably do a whole segment on how VAR has made, has reversed <laughs> decisions incorrectly. But I, I mean, Ansan haven't had the total rubber degree in either, I think. But again, it's a bit of a partisan comment, isn't it? But just like that last game, um, Kang Sewil came in. Again, I don't know why, What with the rotation, do some players, as you just mentioned, have to play X amount of games. But he's actually started three or four matches now. Um, and yeah, he finally got on the score sheet, but in the Ansan goal, unfortunately. Um, but, but he actually scored a legitimate goal. Um, to equalize and it was given for handball if i'm not sure if you if you've watched that back but it's it's quite incredible that var is um, not picking up what basically you can see from a tv replay what the correct decision should be yet the, it goes to var and we end up in this type of situation what's a i think david what's the general mood across the across other k league clubs in response to the var use in 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 the k league and how is that comparing to its use in other countries? I think VR is definitely frustrating for everyone. Um, the fact that it's um, we saw it being used at Euro 2020 and it seemed a lot more effective there kind of 
points to the fact that maybe a few years down the line, this is going to work out pretty well. But for just now, um, it's, it's really, it is really frustrating when, as you say, you can see decisions that are just not being called even after they've watched them back. Uh, it's kind of stunning at times when you mentioned, like, you feel like maybe you see something live and then you watch the replay nine times on TV and you're like, well, they're seeing that as well and come to a conclusion I don't kind of get. And it brings you to the point is like, I feel like some of the refs are using it um, in different ways. Like they don't call something intentionally just to hopefully lay back on VAR or vice versa. And I kind of feel like that's not how it's supposed to be because then we're essentially changing how they're calling the game. And that creates its own set of problems. Right, right. So let's see if we can actually pick out some uh, positives before we take a look at the final run of fixtures for Ensign, actually. So I know we had a lot of a lot of support and a lot of uh, interest with the um, signing of uh, Indonesian, the young Indonesian international, uh, Asnawi, right? And um, what do you feel about his overall contribution? Do you think he's actually sparkled in the K-League? I mean, I think he was, he's a young player and he's still learning a lot, but I think he's the kind of player it's always going to be about moments, about just bringing um, a little bit something extra to the game that other people in the park just can't do. So, yeah, I think he brings that to it. But at the same time, a young player just coming in for his first season abroad, I think it maybe would be a little bit unfair, maybe expectations a little bit too high on him perhaps at times this season. Yeah, I yeah. think we've relied on him. I think the, the team's come to rely on him. He's one player who's always uh, started when he's been available. I know he had uh, international duty and quarantine problems have hampered his appearances. Um, but yeah, I think you know he's made four big chances um, across the season. He's regularly you know, amongst the highest for actually creating key moments in games. But um, actually, one... One problem with creating key chances or big moments for Ansan is we don't have a single striker who's managed to put more than one shot on target on average per game, which is quite damning, I think. Um, so even with that, that productivity, it's, there's no there's no guarantee that that would have um, kicked on. I know we gave uh, Che Gonju on the uh, the Ansan foreign supporters player the season last year, twenty one, but. He scored two extremely good goals this season, and that's pretty much it. Seven, seven big chances he's missed when really he could be sitting, he could be looking at a potential big move to a, I don't want to say a bigger club. I hate that phrase, but you know, it could be one of the Ozansan players, like the great Exodus in 2020 offseason, when you know a lot of good players got a chance to go up to the K1, but it's just not happened. Yeah, I think like that's not just a problem for Ansan, but we've talked about it before across the K2. They really struggle to get uh, goal scorers in. Um, the clubs with a lot more money traditionally just tend to go for uh, a foreign player, um, particularly Brazilians, to try and shoot their way out of, of trouble. But yeah, they're, they're just um, anyone in Korea, Korean goal scorer, they're almost always found in K1. They're, they're not going to be down in K2, it feels like. So um, yeah, I think Anson are not the only team with that problem, and I think it's a very difficult one to solve. 
Speaking of Brazilians, we do have a few here in Ansan. I think Canhoto, who looked so promising when he stepped up from the K3 last season, has just been, you know, basically been injured for, for the entire season, bar what cameo, which he actually was very promising in as well. And then we also have um, Robson Duarte, who he scored five goals for us, three from the spot, but he's actually been quite act. He's been quite a big impact coming off the bench, but. Um, I think for Duarte, this is seen as a a few, I think, like Sol Elan fans. And I think, was what was the other Kaylee club he was at as well? I think, was it Dejon? <laughs> I can't pull that out of my mind right now. It's <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, he didn't have the most successful spell. So this is kind of seen as a... But has, has this been a bit of a... Re- I know Ansana struggling, but has this been a bit of a redemption season for him in the K2? I believe so. It was Guangzhou, by the way. But um, <laughs> well, one thing I remember early in the year when when we signed Duarte, I remember James and I kind of rolled our eyes like, great, this old slow guy. Um, but as you mentioned, like coming off the bench, he's actually been fairly productive. And I, I, I think that's kind of worked for him. Though he's gotten quite a few starts as well. Um, and then on the other side of that, two people I was really looking forward to in the midfield, uh, Ken Hoto, obviously, who's gotten three partial games throughout the season due to injury. And then uh, Isong Min, who I think has been one of the better players in the middle of the field um, and hasn't been frustratingly limited minutes like a few others due to squad rotation. Um, but once again, we're still not creating enough because we're not getting shots on goal. Yeah. I have to say, actually, Isang Min, he came down from Suwon Blue Wings. I think there was a few comments like, oh, his career is finished now. He's, you know, off to Ansan. He hasn't been able to cut it. But I think if there's, I said, I think if we're going to look across the whole squad, I think, as we've mentioned, you know, Kim Lando has been on the score sheet, Duarte there as well. As now he has had, you know, when he gets a ball, he does look exciting. It's just he needs people to get on the end of it. But then... In that middle of the park, we also brought in the Japanese uh, from Japan, uh, Goewazi. He's actually been um, a, a stalwart, a mainstay in that midfield. He's, mm. he's and but also, yeah, Isang Min has been the one who's been the, our most reliable player, um, the most successful pass completion rate in the squad. He's involved in a, in a lot of chance creation. He's been on the score sheet. Um, so, do you think he? Do you think K, even K1 clubs might be looking at picking him back up after this season in the K2? I mean, I don't think he's done himself any, you know, disfavors. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know that it has to be a large club, but I could see a newly promoted club taking him. Um, probably isn't going to cost as much as um, a couple of the other guys floating around K1 at the moment, but, you know, maybe it's a bit of a revival for him because, yeah, he didn't get a lot of minutes last year with the Blue Wings last year. So who knows? Yeah, I think often players really appreciate that playing time to get their career back on track. So, yeah, hopefully he would uh, continue to do that to get his, because one season, of getting a little bit of playing time is great, but, you know, really needs a little bit more than that. Absolutely. And I'd love for him to stick around another year or two in Ansan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, there is a message to any, you know, that 2019 squad probably should have at least made the playoffs. I think it was certainly the best Greenwolf side has been, but um, 
a lot of those good players who left that season, they went to the K1 and haven't had the playing time, mm. basically. I think Vintachenko at Busan Eye Park, when they probably played the most out of all the players we, we lost at that time. Um, I was going to actually, it sounds ridiculous, the fact that we've lost games like 3-0, 4-0, etc. to say that the defence, I won't say the defence has done well, necessarily speaking, but one fear we had um, was that we lost our captain, um, Ian Jay, to Saul Eland, and it, it, mm. and we, but we brought in Yon Jae Min, who was made captain, also took the number four shirt, um, and I think defensively, Ansan have not improved, but they haven't gotten worse, and it's kind of uh, interesting to see Saul Eland having sniped our, our captain and defender um, sitting below us, ninth in the table. Um, so do you think this Ansan defence would look a lot better if you know, we were converting more goals, if you just look back through the, the scoreline, or do you think Ansan basically clicked at the beginning of the season but have subsequently shown that we're not very good? I think um, a lot of it comes down to finances. Um, the fact is that Ansan's got one of the smallest budgets in the league, and they're always going to have players moving on, not just to K1, but to other teams in K2, it feels like. So it's always going to be a case of having to replace um, players as they go out with, with new players coming in. Um, so, yeah, um, I think they've done pretty well. To the, the, the start of the season was really encouraging, and it, it does feel a little bit like it's kind of since then, we've maybe gone back to where perhaps we might, through finances at least, perhaps where we might expect Ansan to be in the league, realistically. Yeah, I think it's always depressing when football comes down to that, when you can slot in the, the finances to league position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, it does seem like we're doomed. But, you know, there's always hope especially with, you know, some big clubs potentially coming down to the K2 next season. There might be, although um, as far as I'm aware, actual gate receipts account for very, very little of the K2 budget. I was personally surprised given the scale, but a lot of it is coming from the sponsorship and other, other league related things. Right. So if you look back at this terrible run Ansan have been on, and you know it's not, it's too late for it to get better. But um, Ansan have kind of we've picked up three points against clubs we probably expect to: Gyeongnam and Asan. We've drawn with Buchan, Seoul, Ilan. You know all teams which are down down with us. Only draws with Jeonnam and Daejeon really booked the trend. So I guess the only way Ansan can be relevant <laughs> until October <laughs> is if is if we have something to say about the playoff running and also the league title. Now, of course, our line for Derby rivals are coming up. We've got two more fixtures against them, actually. We host them and we travel there. Um, as to whether or not fans travel or travel there is another matter. Um, but, you know, Anyang are second in the league. I think at, at time of recording, really pushing um, Gimchon for that league title. Do you think, you know, Ansan can torpedo the, the chances I mean if we can create a close game with them you, you never know we can at least pull out a point maybe maybe surprise <laughs> even ourselves in plot three but um I mean I think that's kind of what we're as Ansan supporters we're living for at this point in the season is 
to have a fun win or two to close out because clearly we're, we're not going to compete for anything. Um, and as long as we stay out of the basement, um, you got to take it one game at a time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyang have really surprised me. I, I expected um, Kim Chon and Dejan to pretty much run away with it. Yeah, of course, you always want to, to remain relevant. And if we can get in there and, and make things a little bit difficult for the teams at the top half of the league, it'd be great to see. So, yeah, I'm just looking at those fixtures. There's Buchan, Assam in the Batchim derby, and then we've got Seoul Eland, maybe Gyeongnam. Other than that, we're probably looking at another potential 10 defeats, <laughs> potentially, as we grow to it. I mean, it's very difficult to stay positive at, at, at this stage, but... Um, I remember many, many years ago, if I understand hallelujah, we created this kind of the battle to 10th, I think Mokpo, and I can't remember the other team in there, and it was really exciting. We went down to Mokpo, and we were checking the fixture chain, you know, the, the score updates, and we managed to, to win that, finish 10th that season out of 12. It was it was epic for a team of, of that stature. Mm-hmm. But, of course, the main point there is no team wants to, to, to sit at the bottom, especially when, you know, we might begin to see um, relegation and promotion with the K3 as a possibility in the future. I mean, finances might prohibit that ever going ahead, of course, but we don't want to sit at the bottom of the league. Um, that, you know, no one's not going to help us bring in players and things like that. It's going to maybe push some of the better players out the door um, when they might stick around if we can build again. Um, below us at the moment, we've got Sol Eland and Buchan. Do you think Ansan can, at the very least, maintain ace position or possibly surprise everyone and finish seventh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that there's very little between the teams uh, towards the bottom. Um, Asan, um, Ansan. Uh, Buchon, they're all sort of a maybe similar budgets clubs as well. Maybe so Leland, a bit more money that's once again not been spent wisely. But yeah, I mean, that's really the sort of mini league that I think Ansan are competing in. And there's absolutely no reason that they can't finish seventh. And to be fair, that's not a bad season. Um, and I think as well, uh, there's, there's talk of, you talked earlier about possibility of relegation there is talk of a couple of teams coming into the league mm. over the next year or two with um John Ann definitely coming in 2023 I think and um Gimpo there's talk of Gimpo maybe coming in next season so I think it is important to to get a little bit of momentum into next season and as you say um hopefully keep hold of the squad maybe add one or two players and you just never know you never know if you can make a, a run for the playoff place next year and you kind of have to think that Asan, Buchan, Elan, they're all kind of having that same conversation right now um, within their fan bases. I, I don't expect any of them to go on any runs and, and leave us in the dust. So um, <laughs> just kind of going hoping to pick up points against them. Like we didn't obviously the last few games, but um, you said it's all about momentum. I think at this point with, with 10 or so games left, just try to create something positive to move into the next season. Right. So I, I think that's just, absolute positive as we can be about Ansan at this stage. Um, hopefully, you know, um, when we come back in with another pod, hopefully we can maybe talk about some surprises Ansan pulled out the hat because we can't, you only, if we keep going as we are, we're going to end up 
you know, internationally famous as one of those teams that have been on a a, a run that makes the eyes water. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 predicting a few things might click still. There's still, I think, as now he still wants to make his mark here, and possibly, I think he's got the potential to go higher than these than this level at the moment. And a few other players, I think, are probably desperate to. Um, just at least make a name for themselves. So I'm hoping that that works out towards the end of the season. All right, then. So I guess we'll draw this to a to a, a close. I hope um, if you've been listening all the way through this, this hasn't ruined your day. Um, <laughs> and we'll uh, see you next time. So thanks, Kyle. And thanks, David. Okay, thank you. Take care, guys.